We're back. Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle. And I'm Dan. And welcome to another episode of Millenniating. So we are uh, going to tackle a regular millennial topic today, and that's uh, humor. Humor we, in the millennial world. Because apparently our generation has a very dark sense of humor. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering if that is, like, mostly us, or if, like, we just notice it more because we post all of our humor online. It's really hard for me to decipher that, too, because nurses in general also have a really dark sense of humor, and so does my family as a whole. So, <laughs> I don't really know. But according to the internet, which is always right, um, <laughs> a lot of people feel that our generation is has a very dark and strange sense of humor. Yeah, but according to the internet, we also kill the most industries that are somehow still alive, right? Yeah. Like, I thought we killed the napkin industry, but they're still napkins. Yeah. And I thought we killed the wedding band industry, but they're still K-jewelers. We did? I didn't hear that one. Oh, they were like, oh, millennials are killing the engagement rings because they'd rather spend their money on the wedding and the... The honeymoon. honeymoon I've heard a which lot makes of, sense because we don't have that money. <laughs> I've heard a lot of, um, oh, they killed chain restaurants. And yeah, please. Bye bye, Applebee's. Like, I like Applebee's. Uh, for what? They're mozzarella sticks and spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, so go buy mozzarella sticks and spinach artichoke dip from the frozen aisle, make it's, it at home, and it is the same. No, it's not. It's exactly the same. It's, not it's the what same. they do. Yeah, they reheat frozen things. So if Applebee's closed all its chain restaurants and became a frozen brand, I wouldn't be able to get a two for twenty deal. No, it'd be much cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, chain restaurants are gross. <laughs> I like some of them. I also like the familiar, the familiarity, familiarity. Sure. That's yes. Familiarity. familiarity. Um, um, of them, like, when you go different places, you know? Cause I yeah. mean, like, when I travel, I like to try the local food, but it's always nice to have, like, a... I don't feel like trying something new. Let's just stop at Olive Garden. Yeah, I get okay. it, but I also hate that because, like... Like, yeah, I'll go to these places if I'm invited. But, like, here's the thing. If I go to a new state and it's like, oh, Texas is known for their tacos and barbecue, and then I'm driving around and all I see are chain restaurants... Then what's the point? Yeah. There's no regional cuisine anymore because these chain restaurants take over all the space. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely do it with scaling back. This is also coming from the man who loves Wendy's Chipotle. Yeah, because Wendy <laughs> saves me money. <laughs> so they're not all bad. And I go to Chipotle, like, maybe once a year. I'm mm -hmm. just excited that that's close to me I now. I know, isn't it so nice? Because, let's be honest, regional cuisine in the area I live in is not the best. <laughs> Do we have regional cuisine besides, like, cheesesteak? So, here, where you are, which is, like, you know, the, this Philly suburb is still very highly Italian. Uh, so, pizza is great here. And you can get a lot of good Italian food. Um, and we're close to, to, like, some Pennsylvania Dutch areas. So, we can get some good desserts and, like decent breakfast food and things like that. Um, I, I'm in a, a little bit more of like a bougie town where everything's like, not to, not to fully insult the town, but like most of it is like 
mediocre food with an expensive mask on it. We white. Yeah, like, like for some reason, these people don't have taste buds because they'll be like, this is the best Italian restaurant. And then you go there and it's like watered down pasta with like nothing on it. And you're like, what? I, I made this yesterday for lunch in five minutes because I didn't have any food. Like, yeah. why is this $20? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of French Dowsie in our area. I don't know. I guess I just don't think, I think because the U.S. is so hodgepodgey that like, mm-hmm. I don't really think of like, I think the term American American cuisine, it, like in itself, is a hodgepodge. Like it pretty much just means bar food with pasta options. Well, I mean, we have like barbecue is an American cuisine. Um, Tex-Mex is an American cuisine. Um, barbecue is an American cuisine. Yeah. Where where did it come from if not America? I don't know Australia. You think Australia, which is younger than the U.S., Listen, created barbecue first? I just like it's a southwestern. Food. I don't know its history. I want to learn more. No, but that's, I believe barbecue is a southwestern thing. Um. Yeah, and uh, I mean hot dogs. Certain. What a great thing to claim as our own. <laughs> Burgers. Um. Cheese steaks. Yeah. <laughs> Putting various meats on bread is a very American thing to do. Various meats on bread. That's yeah. That's a great little idea. Even like our styles of other foods, like Chinese food, is technically Chinese American. It is. It absolutely is. Um, it's not, as somebody who's been to China, you do not get the same food. Right. And maybe in certain regions they have it, but a lot of the, the sugar chicken is uniquely american sugar chicken <laughs> yeah um so but besides killing restaurant industries we also kill other chain stores like apparently toys r us and sears and toys you know, r us committed corporate suicide i mean they're coming back so if, if they do it's still gonna be awful all they had to do was close the stores and stay on the internet that was all they had to do they didn't even have to do that they just needed to provide something in the store to make them a worthwhile place to visit but see, as a child, I loved that. I loved when my parents would be like, hey, like, you did a great job. You want to go, like, let's go pick out a toy, you know, or yeah. it's your birthday, let's go pick out a Do you know toy. what else you would have liked as a child? Getting yeah. a mysterious box delivered to your door every day with a new toy in it for half the price. I mean, it would have been just as exciting to have a mystery box. That's why the yeah, that there's more popular story. videos on YouTube of kids unboxing toys than there are of kids visiting Toys R Us. Because it's just better. It's better to get a mystery box. And your parents don't have to tell you. You, you don't... don't remember the amazement, though, of walking into a massive Toys R Us and being over... No, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Stop thinking I mean, it was about this like a 26-year-old. Like, go back to being eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your parents are like, hey, for your birthday this year, like, let's go get a toy. And so then you walk through... You walk through the dolls, and the kitchen stuff, and there's the bikes, and the planes, and the zany brainy. I loved zany brainy. I did love zany. Because it was like it was like it was smaller scale, but it was oh, it was great. So it zany brainy was really? more of like an educational toy store. Yes, yes, it was. So but I had brainy. Had those, uh, yeah, they had those sections too. Yeah. Uh, and the Lego section. And, oh. So like, here's the thing though: kids aren't buying, parents are buying. Well, yeah. So when you're marketing these things, you have to make the parents have to go to the store. But I'm not thinking about it from that side. I'm thinking about it from the Well, I'm just telling you why they went down. Like, 
and I'm not a like market analyst over here, but it's so obvious. Like, here's what they could have done. They could have hosted card tournaments. They could have had a slime making center. They could have had build your own fidget spinner. Yeah, but a lot of those like, things also have hazards and consequences. That's what the stores don't want to take into like. They still sold they, them. I know, but if you, if you give them like a build your own slime area and mm-hmm. a kid eats an ingredient and it goes wrong, that's on them. Same with the fidget spinner. Yeah, if but they eat a piece of metal. Yeah, it's non-toxic. Slime's non-toxic and probably tastes gross because it's made with non-toxic glue, which kids also eat. Yeah, but there's always... I, I, it's, there's just there's ways to do it. If they attracted a crowd of Yu-Gi-Oh card players on certain days of the month for tournaments, they they've 100% sold Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I used to buy from there. It's a toy. Um, so they, they, they had things. If they hosted uh, local video game tournaments for their video game section, yeah, also something kinds- GameStop could do right now to save itself. Right, but those kinds of things weren't, they weren't, like... They're huge. They're just on the internet. They've been huge for... So, video, the earliest video game tournament that I can remember being huge is Super Smash Bros. Melee, and that was GameCube, so... Yeah, but again, you're talking about, you're talking about a chain, something that no matter where you go, they have to have the same things every time. They don't. Every Toys R Us could have local events. I mean, you're right, but that's probably because they were already on such a large scale when they started to die out. They it was you know they weren't going to start breaking it down regionally. They very well could have. It would have saved their brand. I mean, honestly, so Super Smash Brothers came out in 2001. Uh-huh. Toys R Us then spent 18 years ignoring it before they before they went under. They let someone else become the tournament center they could have had the tournament center in the the new york toys r us where the the finals were they could have had their big toys r us stores the one near us was huge they could have had the local ones host regional ones people go into the store and on their way out they buy something because most people, when they enter the store, feel bad leaving without purchasing something. I don't think you realize though how hard it is to implement something when it's when it's already so big. And I give you this example of like even at like it, you you experience it with hospitals too, right? So we have bought and merged with a million people lately. Okay, they just changed the way we charge something on my postpartum unit now. Because one of the chains that they bought three years ago does it completely differently, and they decide, and it took them a year and a half to decide that they were going to implement it across all of the facilities that they own now. It like these things take time, and I think I think these big stores that started to go out of business, they took a nosedive fast. Well, these weren't like gradual declines that were happening. This was like turning point, bam, in the toilet. Because of the way technology blew up and because of the way we use it. Everybody wants to shop online. Nobody wants to go out and do okay, but And we're a generation of social isolators. I had friends working at Toys R Us in high school that knew that company was going down 10 years before it actually went down. There's no way your friend that worked at a register at Toys R Us knew because that a they nationwide did company-wide company layoffs. Down. They 100%. When they but were, places do layoffs all the time. And it's a horrible sign for the company. 
Yeah, but some, but not all of them tank. That I'm telling way you, when, when you're working them. at a store that's going under, you know well in advance. I worked at an Applebee's five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not even five years ago. It was like it was, it was three or four years ago, right? And like, sure, they're tanking now. As just a dirt danky little server there, none of us knew that shit. But you know why Applebee's is doing better now than it was when it was tanking without changing? It's because it's be- cheaper meals. The, they lowered their prices on the meals, but they also start offering those drink specials with really watered down. They've always done that. But the one dollar ones. They've always. Well, done they that. marketed it new because no one I knew was going to Applebee's to drink before, and now our generation yes, gets dollar drinks. But again, they've always done that. But they didn't advertise it before. Well, right. Though. So like so so. So it's it's a focus. That's right. it. It's so, marketing. So but if, if Toys R Us is already a specialized focus, how do you hyper focus more? Because Toys R Us was the opposite of a specialized focus. Toys R Us was department toy store, and it had a different aisle for every type of toy. Yeah, but you, as a, as a, again, as a nationwide massive company, you can't when you have that many departments. Again, looking at this in like hospital perspective, right? When you have all these different units, right? You can't decide that. All right, our brain surgery unit is the best one, so we're gonna neglect all of our other units and advertise that one to try to save the company. That's yeah. not how those things work. But here's 100% what they could have done. They could have taken the millions that they spent on advertisements that failed. Maybe they wouldn't have known it was gonna fail, but they didn't reach the people that they meant to reach, and people could have told them that it would have. It wasn't. They did. They did some dumb stuff. But they also, what they could have done was they could have put that into a local marketing management department and put people in charge of local events. I'm, I'm telling you, small game stores thrive because they bring people in, not yes. because they sell different products for less prices. But, that, but they're small game stores. Because they're treating it differently. But the Toys R Us has the same options. They just decided not to. No, because Because you don't have to treat every store the same. It's easier to change the way you're doing things when you're small if when you're already at the level that these stores are and were that's why they're closing locations so that they can small they can shrink up and hyper focus hang on before we continue this really ridiculous (laughs) conversation my main point from the beginning is we're 26 and 27 and have no idea how these things work i don't have a marketing major you don't have a marketing major we can speculate these things all we want but when you're that big, it takes a lot to make change. And my counter is that they're no longer that big because they refuse to make change. No, they're no longer that big because they nosedive and close. Exactly. And what they did was they closed everything And it was a in very long nosedive. Yeah, no, but they did it in enough time to be able to come back. That's why, that's why companies go bankrupt and why they do these closings of mass stores so that they can save what still exists and then rebuild. So technically, from your perspective, they're doing the right thing because they're they're making themselves smaller and they have to start rebuilding now. They just aren't. Or we don't know about it because they're not advertising it. Don't go look something up about Toys R Us, <laughs> damn it, Daniel. To. No, because, no because the point is we don't know. We can speculate all we want, but we don't know. And we won't understand either. When, when, when something is that big, 
you have no idea of knowing how all of those mechanisms and gears work unless you work unless you are in that top tier of the company. Yeah, but I think what's obvious to everyone is that whatever people thought worked, it just didn't. I mean, but that's how that's how everything is with our generation, though. That's what right. Like that's why cell phones expanded the way they did. That's why apps. That's why like. Um, the app store has started banning certain apps because now we have to adapt to the fact that children use so many things. Like, we, the, the technology and social media as a whole has, has fucked the economy. Period. End of story. It's fucked our generation. It's fucked the way the world works because we know more, but we also know less because we think we know so much more because of our access to everything. It's a very vicious... This- disagree <laughs> no no because because it's so easy to put up lies or put up exaggerated versions yes. of your perspective it's also easy think. to to read through bias it's not if you know how to do it if you know how to do it but how many people know how to do it hang on wait how many people know how to properly load a dishwasher for maximum usage or a washer, or change a tire. Like, there's I mean, so many things that people should know how to do, but they don't. I learned quite a lot about my you dishwasher. You did, Daniel. Because I looked up a 360 are... video of a camera inside a dishwasher. I know nothing about my dishwasher. So go All watch the video. I don't, I don't need to. It works fine. And that is why people don't dive deeper into research either, because they see the base article and they go, that agrees with me, even though it's from five years ago and John Whats-His-Face has been arrested for three years for yeah. that article. They so, don't care. So here's the thing, though. It, the saying that technology has messed with our economy and our generation is – it doesn't no, – basically what you're saying is that if our generation has the same work ethic as the previous one with more access, then But I'm not it's saying different. that because we don't have the same work ethic. We have a different work ethic. It's totally different because Our we have work, more access to work and work treats us differently. No. Well, yes, the work treats us differently, but it's not the more access to work either. It's that we have to. We have a different level of requirement that the generation before us did not have to survive and function in the society that we exist in today. And I firmly believe that's why anxiety rates have gone up, suicide rates have gone up, because we have access to more information and more people from across the world have access to you. And people don't filter. People don't. Like, yeah, it's easy to be like, well, just filter it out. Sure, you can dive deeper, but nobody wants to. People want to see the article that says Trump pounded his fist and now the world's exploding. People want to see the article that says, oh, China's throwing dogs off their porch. And then they say, we should do that too because they're doing it and it's going to help. Nobody cares like what the actual backstory is. Very few do, and that has become our destruction. Access without filtrage or desire to filter. So our work ethic is so different because we are in mountains of debt. College costs so much money, and then jobs that are supposed to be excelling for people aren't. So here's the thing. The the issue there is that we were sold the rules of a previous generation. Not that, not that our generation has worse work ethic or worse issues. We were sold the wrong rules for the, what this brought up because the older generation didn't know what the new rules were, so they couldn't teach it to us. But now we know college is not necessary to be successful in the new industry. 
because if you are a creative person, you can learn everything you need to know with internet and put your own creativity on it and market yourself and sell on the internet. And a lot of things. with the work ethic that you put into it, there are ways to, to rise to it. Um, you can even get funded through the internet. I know people that, that are, uh, they're artists, but, uh, I know someone that went to school, got a degree and is now selling like enamel pins that she creates that her professors told her were not art. Right. And so she went on her own. She didn't need the degree. She created these pins, did a Kickstarter, funded it, and now she has an online business. But that doesn't apply. It's totally possible. It is, but it doesn't apply to everything. It It, doesn't apply to everything. It applies to probably about 25% of occupations. Which is more occupations than existed before, though, because those opportunities weren't available. You're not wrong about that at all. But we can't say college is unnecessary because it for is. certain people, for a lot of people, for a yeah. lot of professions that we all need too, and so so that's that's the other issue we're having, right? Like if um probably like thirty or forty years ago, if one parent was a nurse, you'd be able to own a home, have a dog, mm-hmm. have four kids, and be fine. Mm-hmm. Now, as a nurse, right? I, I can barely afford the, like, we can barely afford the apartment and car payment that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's that, you know, so sure, like, we're, you and I are creative people, and our desires and things that we've wanted to do for our whole life, yes, there's more opportunity for that, and we should be seeking that out. But not everybody has that creativity or desire to pursue a creative side. So those people are also getting screwed. Like that's when everybody's screwed. We're all we're all fucked. So here's here's so the, the thing though. So the influx in social media and technology has helped creative people be able to thrive. Yeah. Which is good because we lack that. Well, it's also exposing certain industries for their their malpractice and their uh, inefficiencies. I mean, at this point, a musician makes more money if they self-publish and self-distribute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sell maybe a tenth of what they could sell with Sony mm-hmm. because Sony keeps most of that money. Right. I mean, it's it, if you are self-recording in your bedroom and self-distributing one song mm-hmm. and it gets popular, mm-hmm. in a year you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars right, off then, of one song right. that you don't have to pay anybody else because you did it all yourself. Yeah. You have certain fees that the the venue that you sell it on, or like say it's Spotify, you pay Spotify to host it once. Mm-hmm. You can pay Apple iTunes to host it but once. But those, those things don't always take off. They don't always take off, but it's possible in the same way that most bands don't always take off. Right. But now we know that the music industry is trying to resell you the same people over and over and over again doing things that they want to do based on analytics instead of creativity. Correct. And, and now that's we have why creativity is thriving. Right. Now because none of, we don't want cookie cutter. Well, and then And go, we have access to so many other things. Go to people now that uh, there's a resale business that's thriving now where people go out into the world to yard sales mm-hmm. or they go to uh like the auctions where you buy like um what is it the the storage auctions if someone's storage bin goes over date they like lose it expires 
then you can auction to buy everything in that. Selling that at a pawn shop, you need someone to come in and get it. But selling it on eBay, everybody in the world that wants to see it can see it. So there's people with businesses where they make thousands of dollars a week just reselling items. I mean, that's a sales business that exists now that never existed before. Right, right. So So, so it's just that the internet changed the jobs in the marketplace. which Which that part was beneficial, but it's also harming so many other things. Like what? Like healthcare and common sense and bullying and and it's giving it's there are so many negatives so and you can't tell me that there aren't so everything is a double edge here though because just like um people that put themselves out there and get bullied on the internet that same person could find their community that they never found in their town before I mean, you're you're open to everyone on the internet, which means you get the best and the worst of people. Yes, but some, yes, yes, and so uh, right, okay, okay, hang on. So yes, so you're right about that on like on that point, right? And and with the healthcare point, yeah, it's easy to find the real facts if you know where to look. But let's take this coronavirus mass area right now. Mm-hmm. There are millions of people that have not looked up a single fucking thing. But they're listening to the news every night to hear about how many new cases are in which state and what country where and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And even though it is common knowledge to nearly everybody, especially our generation, that the media is full of shit all the time, they're not, they're, they're, they're not, like they're taking, they're taking what they're saying as validity. But what that says to me is that our generation is not messed up because of the internet. Previous generations that are refusing to look things up and believe that the internet provides more resources than their television are getting the wrong news because the news is getting it wrong. Right, but it's screwing us because we are them next. If they crumble, we get the downfall of the rocks that are falling off their mountains that they so what you're saying is that the boomers who are being hysterical are messing our generation up not technology (laughs) no no technology is just pointing it out to us so that we are no way of escaping because our generation would probably be incredibly similar to them if it wasn't for the technological boost there is such a dramatic difference between boomers millennials and gen zers like a dramatic difference because of technology. But when you look at boomers and the generation before them and the generation before them, there were very minimal changes that happened. They were style, they were drugs, you know, like, but but it's not the, the, the detriment that our generation took in such a short period of time is because of technology. Well, the same thing could be said back in the Industrial Revolution. You're 100% correct. Because they didn't know how to adjust to the new pollution output. Right. And the dangers of steam-powered engines. Right. Um, but but that was they so adjusted. Gra- it took them time to adjust, but we're also still suffering from that. So, like, they adjusted enough to be more comfortable with it, but right. they didn't fix the pollution. Well, they didn't realize climate change, and we still have people that deny it. Um, right. So, so yeah. So so 
that that was such like a gradual thing that's like still happening and technology is also still happening but the the advancements that have happened in technology in 15 years is unlike any other advancement in history but every advancement is unlike any advancement in history that's you, why it's no, an advancement but, no you know what i, I <laughs> you're I'm, just saying it happened too fast no i'm saying the the rate that it that it happened yeah like how quickly we went from a brick phone with a suitcase attached to it yeah. to flat pieces of screen oh, isn't that recognize our face. There's a there's a mathematical theorem that shows like that how growth is exponential. Yeah, it's the it's the one it's like the ten exclamation point or whatever. I don't yeah, know what yeah. it's called. But yeah, so other other advancements that happened were beneficial, right? They didn't a lot of them didn't have that exponential growth. Like even the even the growth and expansion of cars really took a lot longer than to get where they are today than it did for phones and computers to get where they are. Yeah, because That's the more technology you have, the, the more technology you can use to advance the next one. Right. So, like, you, so like back to the bullying issue, right? Yeah. So, so, yes, when you put yourself out on the internet, you know that you are subjecting yourself to both the positive and negative. But because of how quickly we got smashed with it, we haven't had time to adjust because the next thing has come out. And we have and, and so then it's like we have to adjust to the next thing sooner. So like the whole bullying thing, right? We're starting to see it now where people are intervening in other things. It's the same with racism, right? So people are seeing other people being racist and now they're stepping in because they know stepping back and doing nothing isn't doing anything. But the damage has still been done. So it's going to take time for that to happen again. So like when Facebook came out, right, it was, you know, Facebook came out and if you posted something and somebody commented on it or somebody was commenting on your page and yada, 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 you shut it down and that was it. But now we live and that was and that was just on the computer. You didn't have that on your phone. But now everything is on your phone. So unless you delete the apps and shut off the notifications, you can't like you can't escape it. And because this level of social media has become such a necessity and addiction to our generation in the sense of needing communication and needing connection, we have yet to figure out how to regulate those things. Some people have because they've been involved in it for so long and, you know, they're, they're actively making efforts to navigate it. But there are plenty of people who are just getting sucked into the vortex. So... To me, this is more like, um, you may know this study, they, there was a study where they had two groups of rats, mm -hmm. and the one rat, the one group was put in a cage, and they were given two water bottles, one had LSD in it, the other was just water, mm -hmm. and uh, so they did this for both groups of rats, the one had nothing in their cage but the water, and the other had toys, plenty of food, and, uh, like, companionship. Mm -hmm. The ones that did not have their basic needs met almost exclusively drank from the drug water. Mm -hmm. The ones that did have their basic needs met would visit the drug water once in a while, but mostly drank out of the regular water. Right. And they lived longer. We are in a situation where technology gets the blame because it's an addiction. Mm -hmm. But the real core issues that I see are basic uh, needs not getting met. Abs 
Right. You're you're absolutely correct. Now, partly that's because as technology grew, what also grew was the wealth gap where the people at the top have more of the money. And because of that, things cost more. The economy still being inflated, but the lower our generation's workers, for the most part, are not seeing the same growth rate that other generations saw. So when you have people who have nothing but the phone that they spent a half a paycheck on this month, mm -hmm. they're going to use that phone. Right. It's all they have. And yeah. so their, their problems are going to focus on the technology that they have because that's what they have. That's their addiction and that's because that's what they need. Right, but they're not, there was no time for us to learn how to regulate that. But what, are, what they're regulating is their life, not the technology. The technology is the crutch that they're using. It's not... No, the problem. In, see, my perspective is technology has become our life. It has. Mm -hmm. Technology has become our life. Now, okay, so I have anxiety. I'm on medication and I see a therapist, right? There was a time period where I was, I was just living with it, right? I was just accepting it and dealing with it and suffering every day from this destru the destructive thoughts in my head, right? And it's not something I could control. It's just my life. Mm -hmm but I figured out how to regulate it by going to a therapist and getting medication, right? Just like I know how to regulate Facebook. If all the articles people are, are posting are pissing me off, I shut the app. Mm -hmm. And I put my phone down and I walk away, away from it, right? But there are people that think that, like there are people who crave that, that comment and that argument between two people and mm -hmm. drilling their point and posting and posting and posting and people lose sleep and people you know, it's, and, and like my theory is because of how quickly it happened, we didn't have that time to regulate it. See, my theory is that those things were happening in different places before, and they may have grown with Facebook because we have more available. Um, but that's, and that's what I'm You have more arguments available, but those people were having those same arguments they were just doing it with their friends or yeah. their family but now they're uh, louder well, and yes. so people are going deaf yeah before they would just make a cult now, <laughs> like, come on don't you know what i mean right i it's, do but it's like the difference between somebody cupping their hands around their mouth and grabbing a megaphone but you're acting like the people that, that most people are at the level of like the westboro baptist church no no i'm not no i'm not i'm saying that i'm saying that average is hurting because of this so what are the actual detriments though of people having their arguments on that no no but you're like, simplifying I'm, too much now. i'm just trying to wrap my head around it now it's not it's not it's not the argument thing it's, it's the access thing right okay. okay again back to healthcare, for example right before before media was the way it was and people could look up everything you know you went by what your doctors and your nurses said and people followed that pretty well. And that's probably why MMR and polio and all that stuff, like those vaccines were successful. They got out to people because it was a trustworthy process, mm -hmm. right? Well, then we got this access to social media. And, and I mean, I mean, we got access to other things. 
and it gave dipshits like the guy that supported Jenny McCarthy with his research a major platform to plant doubt in people's heads. Mm -hmm. And now that that seed is planted, it has grown into a giant motherfucking tree. So, and it doesn't matter how many normals or averages like us take an axe to that tree. It is too big now. And social media gives more people more soil to plant more seeds. And unfortunately, a lot of people are really gullible and just keep watering that bitch. Left and right. So my question for that is, like, that's an easy thing to, to say. And it's easy right. thing. It's an easy thought to like follow the thought process and be like, that makes sense. Right. Do we have the numbers? Like, are people actually getting less vaccines now, or are the people that weren't getting vaccines before just being louder? No, people are getting less. That's that's statistically accurate. I mean, like, I know that we have less. Like but so so then, what I'm saying is about like the time to adjust it, right? All right. So. I'm talking about a tree, so I'm going to go on a smaller scale like a garden, right? Mm -hmm. You go out and water your garden every day, and you pick your weeds, and you know you, you trim your dead branches off, or you keep your plants small. You're going to have these nice little rows of plants that you can go in and pick what you want from it. But if you, know, if you, if you, if you don't know how to do that, like if it's your first year gardening, and you, know, you go out every weekend to take care of your garden instead of every day or every mm -hmm. other day, there's going to be weeds and there's going to be overgrown plants and animals will have eaten things and what a lot of people do is instead of trimming that up and fixing it up and learning all right i got to come out more frequently they are just like well this is the way it is and then they keep doing things the way they're doing so because of how rapidly our generation's garden grew we're just we just we accept that that's the way the chaos is instead of figuring out how to regulate it to be less detrimental to our heads and our mentality mm. that's what i mean and 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 when you so you're approaching it from like a this is why we have anxiety and that's why the things that we laugh about are like mostly dark yes <laughs> and this is why we're talking about humor right, so even though is, it's we're, no, I we're know, not we got, being we got, funny. Like, so off track but like <laughs> to, to loop around right exactly right so like so there are people who think like you know, I'm sure that the numbers of genuine, like, generalized anxiety disorder or whatever, like, aren't the same, but our generation, does, it, we are a more anxious being. Mm -hmm. Our generation, we think about more things, we're worried about more things, because A, we have more to worry about, and B, we have more access to all the other things to worry about, you know? Yeah. So we're not in our own little bubbles anymore of, I got my job, I'm going to do this, I'm going to call Susie, I'm going to do this, you know, I have my bills to pay. Now you're seeing... You're not just like, damn, those millionaires. You're seeing your friend who did nothing in high school all of a sudden, you know, living, loving life, but still beating on you even though they're 30. You know, like, you just have, we have more access to things to think about, and we're thinking about them. Mm -hmm. We're not ignoring them. So and sometimes we're taking on too many things, and it's a problem. So here, here's my take. Uh, I think that's true of a lot of people mm -hmm. i think the opposite is also true and absolutely partially what we don't know is if we had the same population growth without technology would we still be seeing these issues because there's billions more people right um right. so 
partially it's that society is kind of collapsing under not understanding what to do with the poor people. Yeah, we're um, not we're not understanding what to do with a lot of things. Oh, of course. And so we think that the answer is to put all of the information out there on both ends. Devil's advocate, like you're saying, right? You're seeing the right information and the wrong information and the I don't know information and the middle ground. Mm-hmm. There's so much more access to all of it. But I think it is it is more available now to actually become like a self-actualized person, learn about yourself, learn the things that you need to thrive. And when you learn it, that's when you can shut the rest off. Yeah. So if you are suffering from that like anxiety and that daily thing from the 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 world that you put yourself in, that means you still have things to figure out. And that's why our generation, I think, is very accepting of going to see therapy. Uh, see therapists and get that help from people yeah. um, because we understand that it's possible because yeah. we've seen people do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the people that are just like, oh, here's my breakfast. That's awesome. Instagram's great. My right. life is beautiful. And then like we all know that they're like, you know, going home and yeah. right. Right. So we know a lot of it's fake. But on the other end, the people that aren't posting all of that all the time, but do update on social media, right. like, you know that they're actually going through some good life things. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and a lot of our, the things that our generation does is like we see these things and we set goals for ourselves. And then like uh, if we're not meeting those goals, we don't push ourselves too hard. So like our generation has less children mm-hmm. because we're not meeting the goals that we set for ourselves before we get we have kids. Right. So we're just not having the kids, which is fine by me. I think that's like a, a thing that our, I think our planet kind of will accept. Yeah. There's, um, I, and like you said, like there, there's so many other branches that stem into this. There's yeah. also access of information has led people down a lot of existential crises that they probably should be having. <laughs> like, like okay. how do we, how do we demonize people that didn't grow up in the same area as us? Like, like the existential crisis of people that live in Korea are not all bad people is something that like some people had to have because they grew up watching news that demonized North Korea so much that they demonized the whole country. Like these are things that you need to think about. Other people have lives and they think differently and they grow up differently, but they're still people. And if you don't try and think about them, then you just perpetuate this issue. Um, Like how many people have gone down the existential issue of what if my religion isn't the only one that's right. And that one, because it's ingrained from birth, that these are the in, the instrumental truths of the universe, and then you realize that someone else has the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. These are the instrumental truths, and they're different truths. Right, right. And now we are able to see that, every, like, across the planet, there's mm-hmm. hundreds of different religions, and they all think they're 100% right. Right. That's an existential crisis people go through. Right. Probably should. So now, <laughs> They like, probably should have that thought process. Uh, absolutely. So, so what I... What... Like, that's access of information. Yeah. What we haven't done when it comes to the adjustment is, like we said, we haven't built a baseline adjustment into society. And what I mean by that no. is, you know, like, typewriters came out, you started having typewriter classes in school. Mm-hmm. And instead of embracing the technology and teaching kids how to filter through Google articles that are right and wrong, you know, they're still like, here's this book from 60 years ago look up 
only articles on this database that we give you. Like we're not we're not teaching people, and I mean younger than us. Yeah. We're not because we just had to experience the rapidness, and so now in our twenties we are figuring out how to regulate with with the differences that are coming because we were used to such chaos. Right. But we're not teaching anybody else how to prevent them from being from being us in a controlled way. You know, like like you were saying, like those existential crises are are important to life. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you need to question, you need to think about things. That's how we learn more information. But we're not we're not helping anybody do it in a controlled manner. It's just all mass hysteria. Again, so like this whole coronavirus thing, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the CDC or the World Health Organization stepping up and saying, okay, yes, this is a problem. This is what's happening. These are the things you can do in your home to help prevent these instead of going and buying masks that aren't going to do shit. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting back and they're letting they're letting whoever say whatever. And the only news they're releasing is where new cases are. Well, the World Health Organization officially uh, declared it a pandemic today. Yes. Um, and so that is the thing that they decided to do. They decided in this mass hysteria to say, this is a pandemic. Instead of three months ago when it started, saying, okay, we know this is an issue. Here's so, how to contain it. So here's the thing, though. It's the same with technology. You need to learn how to contain We're going the level to. of access. You yeah, but let's go back to talking about the we don't understand how the things are working on a massive level here. Yeah. This coronavirus could be as simple as a lot of people think it is. Oh, right. and, it, and it could be not. It could be very bad. Yeah. And honestly, the fact that the World Health Organization is not releasing <laughs> as much about it kind of makes me believe it's worse than we think. But that's not that's not they're not taking again, like with the adjustment, right? They're not taking responsibility for their position. Right. It is not the World Health Organization's job to only make declarations. It's their mm-hmm. job is to help the health of the world. It's the same thing with being a teacher. If you step into that position to teach children, mm-hmm. you can't just not. That's how these things get out of hand. That's how Facebook's gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. That's how TikTok has gotten out of hand. Like now TikTok, uh, I'm sorry, now TikTok has started taking down videos, but like, and other people, and other people are stepping in. Like, hey, some of these kids are 14. Stop DMing them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The World Health Organization isn't taking down the pervy videos. They're just saying, hey, look, there's that video that you shouldn't look at. And that's all they're doing. Well, yeah, they can't. Well, they're, they're not a government, so. But they're but they're they're a very, very recognized. I mean, the CDC yeah. is. Well, here's either, the. But yeah, but it's, they're, again, it's because their opinion is is respected. Their knowledge is respected. To, they're not supposed to be an opinion. They're supposed to be. Well, they're supposed to update. Factual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. And, and they are. They're they are only reporting the facts in a way. But co- right now, the facts of the coronavirus are not fully understood, no. and that they have been saying that. Uh, 
Right, but that uh, I, like, we I do I, know certain things. I don't like. I don't want to get into the coronavirus thing. I'm still like just so like. Um, you're you're right. You're right. And so so what they are opting to do is they are opting to leave out information, right? Basically, right. they are only stating certain things. Mm-hmm. With technology today, you can't. It's all there. Right. So instead of guiding the information that is already out there, and that's what I mean by adjustment, instead of putting up bumpers and <clears throat> sorry, and guiding what is acceptable, they're just letting it. Mm-hmm. And that's what everybody's doing with technology. Now, individuals like us or like that one famous mom on TikTok or whatever are taking are taking responsibility to try to guide information when it's not, you know, like it's not like it should have been, it shouldn't have gotten this big before we started guiding. Well, I mean, this is a full, fully predictable outcome for the, what we've been treating the medical community like for the past eight years or so. Oh yeah. But, but again, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm comparing we, this to technology. Yeah, well, we well no I'm going to compare this to the technology of the anti-vaxxers where they uh, created this hysteria of don't trust your doctor. Yep. And then now, the, and also the hysteria of politics of mm-hmm. don't trust anyone in a, a position. In a position, yep. Any, any position. Mm-hmm. So now we have our leaders telling us not to trust anyone and then they're not trustworthy because yep. they're stating facts that and, the, the experts mm-hmm. behind them are refuting as they're saying it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and it's that's, just all, mis- it's hysteria because everyone is full of bullshit. Everybody is feeding mm-hmm. the, the over access. They're taking, they're taking advantage of it, which, which I mean, we're trying to do by getting into podcasting and what I'm trying to do with the Instagram as I try to break into model, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm using the system. But that's, and that's what I mean. The system should not have gotten as large as it has. And now what we're trying to do is we're trying to trim the dead branches off of this. And it's like, it's like, it's like, um, uh, what's it called? You know, you cut off one head and three more. Pop the Hydra. Off. Hydra. Yeah. It's, it's now that's what technology is becoming. You know, it's not just Jenny McCarthy anymore and her dinky article, even though somebody has come out and said, he made it up. He is in jail for it. There's already so many other quote unquote facts out mm-hmm. on the internet that stemmed off Ooh, of that. The vaccine one injuries. Thing. Ugh. But and you know again, like, hey, get your nose out of there. Charles. Sorry, Charlie was sniffing from the That's our weekly Charles interruption. She went <laughs> so, on cords. So now now back to this dark humor thing, right? Yeah, we'll wrap it up with the actual well, wait, point wait, of wait. her. Because everything is so out of control, the only way for us to deal with how fucked we are is with dark humor. Right. So some examples for the coronavirus. I love the videos that are like me seeing a full uh, passenger bus uh, full of sneezing and coughing people. Me looking at my schedule for the week jumps on bus. (laughs) Yep, I also really like the ones that are like, um, like a lot of a, a lot of our generation are like, you know, 
I should I can fly to Italy for seventy five dollars right oh, now. Oh yeah. But I could die. Ooh wait, I could die. Like oh. you know, like we're like okay. someone someone posted a meme yesterday that was like uh it was like all y'all all y'all boomers out there staying home and buying all the masks while uh while I'm getting this Spirit Airlines for hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> and my response was Airlines are this cheap and you're still flying Spirit? Right. That's, <laughs> that's the real sickness. Right. Or like or um uh, another big thing on TikTok right now is the purge music. And a lot of people our age, they're they're the way they're taking it is their video is my family and friends hiding and they show people hiding in different corners. And then it's them out in the middle of the street, like, me first. Right. Come get me. Because that's, and that's the only way we know how to deal. Because when things are so bad, that sure, we can try to make them better. But if it ends, we're like, okay, it's, it's over. We joke about death all of the time. Because none of us would be upset if it <laughs> happened to us. Whereas, like, there are people who are afraid to die. And then there's a mass majority of people from the ages of 19 to 35 that are like, well, <laughs> I hope it's quick, you know, like, like, you know, or we're like, we're like driving the car and we're like, what if I just, uh, into this box, you know, like, like, and it's like, we're laughing about it. Right, of course. But it's hysterical. <laughs> because it's like, you know, there really isn't too much of another exit like right now. And, and nobody's really presenting us. Well, it's like, we're not suicidal, exit. but like. But we're not if the world takes its course <laughs> right i mean honestly when when the whole fear came into like north korea bought like nuking us and us nuking them i knew from the age of like 14 of like well if they do it we're all dead and i guess right. i can't stop that and so and like as a 14 year old i should not have been thinking that thought <laughs> you know so this article says um, and I, I love the way that they phrase this, and I think I think this perfectly ex, um, summarizes why we have such a dark dark consumer. So one explanation for all this unrealism is that it's a response to a world that has stopped making sense because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. We are seeing so much of both sides from the exposure of technology that no, nothing makes sense anymore. Mm -hmm. Somebody could say something totally wrong, but because it might make sense, you're like, oh shit. Maybe I should question, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, and then it goes on to say, philosophical absurdism argues that the universe is inherently irrational, a perspective rendered particularly apt by the unpredictable political developments of the past few years. So basically, because we think things are going to happen and then they don't, we're like, well, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. And, like, you know, so I, this dark sense of humor kind of just comes from the, well, we're fucked anyway, so. Right, right, right. The planet's dying and, uh. Oh, mine. Right. You know, like, you know that phrase. Let's see who gets there first. <laughs> I started saying a long time ago, you know, that phrase, life sucks and then you die. I, like, I think I, I think I was, like, a senior high school and I started saying, no, life sucks because every day you're dying. And people were like, yeah, are you okay? And I was like, no, but nobody else is. So, like, so, yeah, so that's So that's a joke. <laughs> JK, unless. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then the nurses have such a dark sense of humor because we're around death all the time. So it's like, you have to. You know, if you're surrounded by that much, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. If you're surrounded by so much chaos that you, to cope with, you have to make fun of it to cope with it. Or else the realism of it is really depressing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, we would all be suicidal if we didn't have such a dark sense of humor. Truly, 
it's like everything is just so fucked up and you can see it just like like just listening to this podcast and us going back and forth right dan and i have 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 a very similar have similar views with like different forms of needs right Mm -hmm. but we function through life in the sense of the same we have responsibility we're kind to people you know we Mm -hmm. make our jokes we live our lives we have friends we're not doing anything exceedingly you know, like changing the world, and we're not doing anything that's detrimental to the world. We are, we yeah. are your standard average Joe. And even between exchange of information from, between just the two of us, who are very similar people, there is such vast difference. Right. And so, third parties, or like you know, like the rest of the world, like if we're technology and everybody else is looking at us, it's like, wow, you both sound right. Right. But. Who do I agree right. with? Right. So that's pretty much what everybody is doing. Because yeah. of, you know, so that's 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 the wrap up to everything that we've said. <laughs> because we all have binoculars that look at both sides of everything. We're all like, hmm. Yeah, if you see truth two different truths to something, you have to filter that yourself. Right. And it's and exhausting. And nobody's helping. Why do you think them? we're all taking naps? Right. The right. world is exhausting. Right. We're using naps and filters on phones because we ain't got no filter in life helping us <laughs> figure this shoot out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dark sense of humor and wow, that was a that podcast did not go the way we thought. It I don't was. know. Uh, so the question this week is, did that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. Did that make sense to you? Because I actually <laughs> think that like now looking back on all of it, now we're like we were making like. It was a straight line. I hope so. Maybe it was a very wide straight line. <laughs> we went a lot of places, but um, right. But I don't think anything anything was like too off course. I hope not. Right. You know, let us know. Yeah, you you're the ones that just listen. We yeah, we yeah. lived it. That you was probably listened. one of the most intense intense podcasts that we've recorded. Pro- probably it's also because we had less of a plan going into it. Yeah. Because so our schedules have been things. a little nuts. Um, um, yeah, so when when we don't plan things, <laughs> this is what this, happens. Yes. Mass chaos ensues. Right. There it is. There it is. In real Point life. the whole episode. IRL. <laughs> Go check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-T-I-N-G. Tune in next week for next week's episode. Follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Bordo. Check out, check out my TikTok. Because some of them are actually kind of funny. Follow Dan on Instagram. He is also on TikTok. It is so just Dan Bell. Uh, TikTok's Dan.Brian. Oh, different. <laughs> it's better. It's better. It's better. Dan.Brian. Um, Go see Jim the Cat. Let us know what you think. Answer our questions. And see you next week. Peace out, everybody. Bye.